A mental health crisis existed before the pandemic, but the past year and a half only exacerbated the problem for many young people. Wait times to see therapists grew and visits to emergency departments for psychiatric reasons increased. As students head back to school, healthcare professionals and schools are preparing for what's next. WBEZ Susie On reports. Cosie Stanton Thomas is an outgoing teen with a big smile and easy laugh. During the school year, they were busy with advanced courses at their Chicago school, a couple of jobs, and extracurricular activities. But because most of it was remote and they had limited options to see friends, Cosie says the isolation really took hold. Cosie uses the pronoun they. It was a lot of sobbing, uh, but sobbing to myself because I didn't want my family to hear. I kind of like turned off. My personality turned off. And what was left was just anxiety and like depression. Kazi says they're fortunate that they had a therapist before the pandemic, but they know many people didn't have that. Kazi is part of a teen health council through a youth organization called Mikva Challenge. They focus on teen mental health, especially during the pandemic. Mental health needs among teenagers were on the rise even before COVID-19. The past year and a half of health uncertainty, isolation, and other stressors only worsened the problem. But it also brought more attention to a long-standing crisis. As students head back to another school year during a pandemic, educators and healthcare workers are hoping an infusion of federal COVID relief dollars will help bring meaningful change. We've seen an increase in the number of emergency room visits from, again, kids of all ages, but also from teenagers. And a lot of those have been around suicidal ideation. Colleen Cicchetti runs the Center for Childhood Resilience at Lurie Children's Hospital. The hospital has seen about a 20 percent increase in emergency department visits for psychiatric reasons over the past year and a half. Calls for therapists have quintupled. Cicchetti says educators and parents have been looking for resources. We put up one course specifically on psychological first aid, which is really thinking about how do you support kids who are experiencing distress. So we've just seen an incredible outpouring of adults asking for help with this issue. As schools open up this month, teachers and staff are getting trained up on identifying levels of stress and how to address them. The Illinois State Board of Education has urged districts to use the millions of federal dollars for student social-emotional needs. Cicchetti says schools should use those funds with caution. But it actually doesn't help us if they disappear at the end of a year when the grant goes away. So we've got to build sustainable approaches, not just one-and-done service delivery. Um, So I hope... You know, that's where policymakers need to be thinking not just about the immediate, but the building that long term structure. A recent survey by Rand Corporation, a research group, finds seven out of 10 schools will provide mental health programming this year. Five out of 10 had already been doing so before the pandemic. Some schools are using the federal money to hire more mental health professionals and offer more training to staff. In Riverside Brookfield High School in the western suburbs, they're using a new program called Satchel to assess all students' social-emotional needs as they come back. Assistant Principal Beth Augustine says there were plenty of nerves on the first day, but overwhelmingly kids and teachers were happy despite the unique challenges of this year. We're starting from scratch. You know, teachers are seeing two, again, two classes of kids that they haven't seen. And again, juniors that we really only had a little over a year with. Teachers last year weren't able to build the relationships they normally do with students, especially with many of them keeping their cameras off during remote learning. That's why I think that this quick screener will just sort of give us some baseline data. All students will be screened and some may receive further evaluation to see what help they might need. 
Augustine says school isn't a solution to mental health problems, but it can help students get connected to supports. If we can get them in the building, at least if they're in student services or we can find them a place where they can work quietly and work through their anxiety. While some kids will be relieved to be back in the building, it might mean more anxiety for others. Students like Rocio Amazon says she's glad more attention is paid to student mental health, but thinks it's sad that it took a global pandemic for her school district to take note. Rocio struggled during remote learning and said she felt isolated and hopeless at times. She heard all last year how Chicago Public Schools wanted to bring kids back for in-person learning for students' well-being. She's not sure if she can believe that yet. So sending this back is like, okay, these students have no excuse to not do homework not go to class, be distracted. It's almost as if it's going to just be wiped away because we're going to go back and everything's going to be okay. Rocio starts her junior year next week at Curie Metro High School, where she's only been in the building for part of her freshman year. She's grateful for how some of her teachers offered compassion during remote learning. But this year, she worries whether administrators will penalize kids who might not be ready to go back to, quote, normal. Will there be the option of counseling? Or will me going to counseling affect my learning experience because it's going to be my fault and my grades are going to be bad? The Chicago Teachers Union has been pushing CPS to spend federal money to expand its staff, including mental health professionals. The school district says it can't spend that money on new personnel because those funds will dry up in two years. But the district is using the money to expand mental health services through community partnerships to train staff on dealing with trauma. And the district was already due to add more nurses and social workers per the union contract. Tim Dorr is the director of teacher leadership at Northwestern University's School of Education and Social Policy. He says there's been a lot of focus on so-called learning loss during the pandemic. Schools may be tempted to seize on academics right away. But he says it's crucial to first build those relationships. If I jump right into my science, right into my math, if I jump right into those things without stopping to recognize where are my kids, how are they feeling and experiencing the world right now, and where am I right now? If we don't do that first, we're never going to make progress with academics. Doris says with new cash on hand, schools have the opportunity to do creative things and make a real change for student mental health. There needs to be a recognition that this is not business as usual. We are not going back to the fall of 2019 or even the fall of 2020 before all this happened. He says no one is the same, and we have to be ready for that. Susie on WBEZ News.